2: I was watching an interview with a director, Alexander Payne, and he says that most American films climax with a, with an act of violence, and he says what he likes about Nebraska and the screenplay, which was the first film he directed which he didn't write, which is also quite interesting what he says about nebraska is that it climaxes with an act of kindness lovely <laughs> yeah, that is yeah <laughs> but no i i, I genuinely i think there's something really like special no in you're ba- you bang right it's 59 this is blitz Watcher
1: podcast
3: hello film fans thanks for listening today we are going to be talking about the 2013 alexander payne film nebraska and our guests are will hello chris hello and always kobe hi
1: as always, guys, we have all the show notes online at flickswatcher.tv for all the episodes, so please come and visit us there. Of course, join us on Twitter at Pod. and please come to iTunes, rate us, and subscribe.
3: All films featured in the podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording, and please be aware there will be spoilers and some language that may offend. Hello, and welcome to FlixWatcher Podcast. Today I am joined by Will and Chris. If you would like to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit of where we might be able to uh, hear your voices elsewhere.
2: Uh, I'm Will Rowe. I work at Lord's Cricket Ground. That's my primary job. Um, I'm the video and audio producer there. Um, And so I also do a podcast. I do a podcast for Lords, um, interview various great former cricketers of the game I also do a bit of work at uh talk sports i read the news for them when they'll have me and i also um god i'm going on a bit here and i also <laughs> do some pa announcing at lords i do the whole good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to lords uh, if you're making your way into the ground uh, there's some refreshments uh, in the corner and uh, and the game is about to start and uh, this is the incoming batsman so yeah any cricket fans might have heard, uh, and if you've been to a T20 match at Lords in the last two years, you'll have heard me.
1: Yeah. Whether you want to or not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's me, Chris. Uh, fire away before I ramble on. I'm Wills, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm Chris
0: Smith, uh, PR professional, uh, freelance drummer Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and uh one time unsuccessful stand-up comedian of open mic standard and nothing above so where
1: did you do your open mic um all around london so you oh, s- i see you said once t- oh when you said one time was that oh, I one
3: show meant- or? oh
1: sorry no as in that
0: one time in my life i did okay. it so anyone he was in the Cavendish Arms uh, of a Wednesday night between 2011 and 2013. Might have seen me die on my ass for five minutes uh, every Wednesday. Um, yeah, did, you, so-
3: did you do jokes or observational stuff, or? <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> uh, you're looking at sort of uh, anecdotes with amusing uh, touch points and the odd
2: punchline. <laughs> you're underselling yourself you won awards i and when i say awards <laughs> i mean you beat other people in the stand up no. not physically like.
0: I, I i once won you an did. open mic comedy competition at the cavendish arms in stockwell which is a little if no a little or no achievement
2: but yeah but no the, one was the, there as in sorry no sorry <laughs> was at least four people in the audience no but none of your mates were there no, you, you never used to invite any of your friends along because you were too insecure about it, even though you're standing on a stage telling jokes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I wouldn't, inv- well, I wouldn't invite you. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> Far too harsh a critic. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did win one award, but that was of absolutely no consequence. But it was great fun, which is the main point. Um, and it was just something I thought of to introduce myself as to make myself sound more interesting than just a bloke who works in PR. <laughs> there you go. Well, there wow. you go.
1: I think you've succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> nail on head. Will you chose Nebraska? Did why and what happens?
2: What happens? How much am I allowed to give away?
1: Uh, I guess we we will give away spoilers, but don't give away the spoilers so much in the in the synopsis. We'll okay. give away in the oncoming chat.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, Nebraska, uh, twenty thirteen film as uh, Helen so wonderfully said at the beginning of the top of the podcast. Um, I'm absolutely. I'm very nervous about doing a synopsis on a film because I've never done one, um, and I don't know why. But, I think um,
1: surely anything you talk about in cricket is far more complicated than. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, it's a good point.
2: That's a very good point, Kobe. <laughs> I'll just crack on from um, the civilian end. Will Fort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nebraska is a film that came out in 2013. I went to the cinema to see it. I absolutely loved it. It's. Um, it's got a. Um, Bruce Dern is sort of the main character in it. He plays this old guy who's a bit dazed and confused, might have Alzheimer's, might not. You don't really know in the film. Um, basically, he thinks he's won a million dollars. He gets one of these like really crappy old uh, sort of like marketing letters. Like, yeah. sir, you, you won a million dollars. Ring this number and sign up. Um, but it's obviously just a marketing spiel to get his uh, details and sell him some advertising or something. Anyway... Um, he lives in uh, Montana, and basically he decides that he doesn't trust the U.S. mail. So he is going to walk because he can't drive because he's a recovering alcoholic. Uh, so he's not allowed behind the wheel. So he decides that he's going to walk to Nebraska to claim his money. And um, and it's a bit of a road film, really. And his, um, his son decides, OK, Dad, you cl- uh, clearly can't do this. So he agrees to drive him, and on his way there, he ends up in his old hometown, a place called Hawthorne, Nebraska, which is not a real place, and um, that is basically the premise of the film.
3: Cool. That's I mean, so. Other than um, really enjoying it at the cinema, was there any other reason why you brought this choice to us today?
2: Um, it's it's in black and white. Um, Good not. Reason sorry <laughs> that's a good reason <laughs> yeah, no sorry um not like one of these bloody modern color films <laughs> rubbish no i think that's quite interesting i think when when i saw it at the cinema before i saw it i saw a trailer for it and i thought that looks beautifully uh <laughs> that looks beautifully that looks beautiful like you know there's some epic shots in it the soundtrack is wonderful it's strings it's by um a guy, I've written it down somewhere on my notes. I've I've lost it. But um Tim Orton, he does the soundtrack for it. Um I think that's his name. Anyway, it's a really nice soundtrack. And basically, it's just a film about life, which I quite like. I I like the fact that it's about this old bloke and there's kind of the father-son relationship in it. That's all very good. It's extremely funny. Um, there's lots of great one-liners. Hmm. Just even in one of the opening scenes, you know, Bruce Dern. Who uh, who plays Woody? It's Woody Grant and his son. It's David, um, and he's kind of he gets arrested or not arrested. sorry, he gets pulled over for the second time, and his son's saying, "Dad, what are you doing? You haven't won a million bucks." And he's like, "You know, it's like, well, you know, drive me to Nebraska." And he's like, "No, I, I, I can't do that." He's like, "I've got something earned," and he sort of turns to him and says, "Well, well, what the hell have you got going on?" You know, and it's like, <laughs> "Well, it's it's just there's just funny moments in it, yeah. and um, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but." His wife, um, Woody's wife, his sort of long-suffering wife, she's hilarious in it. Uh, mm. She's sort of straight-talking, shoots from the hip, um, no-bullshit kind of lady. Um, she's completely unfiltered. Um, so, yeah, so I'm sort of a bit of a rambling answer, but I like it because it's about people, and uh, it's also not violent. Mm. And I'll come on to that in a bit when we talk about uh, the director.
1: Well, um, what are your thoughts on Chris? <laughs> Have you seen it before, first of all? I hadn't it? seen it before, okay. no.
0: What? I had heard of it before and it was one of the films that I thought I, w- I would really like to go and see that but I never got around to it. Um, but it appealed to me and I enjoyed it for all the same reasons that Will enjoyed it, really, because it feels, apart from the black and white thing, i take or leave that. Um, <laughs> but but uh, the, the soundtrack was lovely. Um, the kind of, the, the road trip style feel of it, the kind of long... Um, sort of rolling shots of the car driving along the sort of country roads, for want of a better phrase, in America. Um, and the characters in it were all very believable. Mm. Like Will Forte, um, seemed like a ve- just a very nice a regular
3: guy. Bloke. Yeah. yeah, and
0: having seen him on um Saturday Night Live sketches for yeah. Donkey's playing really w- weird people and finding him a little bit annoying on that at times <laughs> to see him playing someone so convincingly as it quite a straight role uh was, was really good and obviously Woody is a, an interesting character and his wife is really funny as well and it just it just feels very feels very believable um and there's also it's also got a lot of heart to it I think as well and you they sort of explore the relationship between the son and the and the dad at greater depth as
2: you go through it as well which um which is very very enjoyable round just just quickly on the soundtrack it was by Mark Orton and it's the Tin Hat trio. Just to clarify that. Thank you. So I called it Tim Orton, which it sounds like Tim Horton's, which mm. is like a coffee they have in Canada. It is. Yeah.
3: Sorry for any confusion, I guess. Yeah, there, there you go.
0: Don't <laughs> email in from Canada to complain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, Helen?
3: I love this film. Have you seen it before? Yeah, I saw it at the cinema. Um, and it's one that is kind of like, pop- oh, I should watch that again. So um, thanks for picking this one. But yeah, everything you said, like it is beautifully shot. The acting in it is great. There's nominations for both uh, Bruce Dern and June Squibb for mm. this. I mean, the it's a brilliant cast. Um, it's got that fantastic small town American mentality. Um, I kind of like not really anything happens in this film. It's one of those films that's not really about anything in particular. About, and, apart from the characters, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, you know from the start that he's—he doesn't win this money. He's never going to win this money. Mm. It's not going to be a twist at the end—that surprise. He does actually win it. And um, I think one thing that I really That'll like be amazing <laughs> what yeah. got
0: Yeah,
2: oh, <laughs> you're a I got Million quid, million dollars.
3: The one thing I um, watch it for the second time round is that I really like it that it's a film with really interesting characters f- for older actors, mm-hmm. and That's I really cool. think there's that many films that actually write films that feature kind of characters that are over 50 or kind of in their 40s do
1: you think what about the i don't want to say contrived films for like the best marigold hotel
3: yeah i mean they're just a bit like just a bit wet and a bit stereotype and a bit english tea right Mm. those films but this is really interesting and you know none of the characters are saints in them they've all got these kind of faults and they're just these breeding little studies that you kind of spend an hour, nearly two hours with. It's two hours and it doesn't feel like it. And yeah, I just really like it. And we've sort of mentioned a little bit about June Squibb. She's got some of the best one-liners, um, particularly sweary one as well. And <laughs> her tale when she goes back home about um, basically all the guys wanted to get in her pants. I'm feeling her. <laughs> That's
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Telling it, Yeah. Like, it's always so cringy that when a mum tells a son that people feeling her up and trying to get in her pants. And stuff like this.
3: But yeah, it's it's a very warm film in how it looks, feels, sounds and the characters as well.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've, I saw this at the cinema as well. I thought it was brilliant. I don't know what it is about about road trip films that I really like. Because
3: mm-hmm. um, he, he did, this is his kind of second road trip sideways one. Sideways being the first yeah, one. Yeah, and that came before it.
1: Um, but there is something about that independent road trip Trip film where you just get to dive into the characters a bit more and i think mm-hmm. it's good that we i guess sideways was literally it's pretty much a two-hander sideways with a bit of interaction with other people here you think it's going to be just him and his son but june's group has a big part um he spent time with his family who are all hilarious those those brothers i guess they're not yeah. br- the cousin. cousins. cousins yeah, his cousin. ones. yeah. Well, so yeah uh, it'd
2: be his nephews wouldn't it yeah yeah, yeah yeah so woody uh, then the main sort of the protagonist yeah
1: those those guys are great fun i've forgotten about them mm. and it's also that thing of where you come you go back to where you come from and everyone's asking how you're doing then suddenly they're like oh you've won a million pounds oh a million dollars good yeah oh by the way remember when you um i, g- I gave you that chewing gum yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> the interest in that's now ten thousand dollars can i have can i have that back uh, yeah um that kind of those kind of interactions with those people who just suddenly feel that like they've not seen him and it's great and then suddenly they think oh he's into something so suddenly they owe him, that kind of interaction mm-hmm. there's so well play, so well played out. I think it's really I don't know how you can come up with this kind of idea for a film, but love it.
2: Yeah, I I think the narrative's great, I think, because when he goes to his old hometown, you know, people effectively try to take advantage of him. And he originally arrives with his uh, with his son David, but then June Squibb, the wife. Um, she comes and then the other brother who's played by Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. And, you know, basically people are trying to take advantage of him because they say, Oh, well, you owed us this, then you owed us that and there's a there's a chap called Ed Pegram who's like <laughs> his old business partner. Mm. And basically there's this on this ongoing joke that Ed Pegram basically took his compressor and yeah. he wants to get his compressor back. <laughs> And um but there's this wonderful there's a couple of really nice moments because June Squibb, um, you know, the wife is basically saying, you know, he's good for nothing, isn't he? He's like, oh he's He he's,
1: should he's, go into a home.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, he dark. should go into a home. Um, you know Oh was, you know, I didn't realise he wanted to be a millionaire, you know, why didn't he work for it in his life and all this and then and then the brother, the Bob Odenkirk character, sort of early on in the film, says, you know, well, you know, he didn't give a shit about us when we were growing up. He was just an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but then as the film goes on, you realize that actually, I think he he basically gets shot down in the Korean War and this leads to his alcoholism. And there's um, the Epigram character sort of uh, accuses him of infidelity in front of his son, David. Yeah. Um, but then there's these wonderful moments where sort of, and then the family, the, they try and his sister and cousins or his sister and nephews try and, you know, say, we want some of this money. And basically the, the wife just absolutely, you know, at this point sticks up for him when it really matters, um, and gives them an absolute bollocking and tells them in no uncertain terms to fuck off. Like, you know, and that's. And that that's actually a really sort of touching moment. Sorry, Mum. Um <laughs> but I can swear if I'm quoting stuff. Does right, that make yeah, sense? Fine, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fine. Just in case my mum's listening to the podcast. Um but, <laughs> It was a quote, Mum. Yeah. And then there's this moment sort of towards the end of the film where he actually we don't know if it's a heart attack or he, you know, he he collapses basically and he's in hospital. And again, there's this lovely moment with June where she sort of he says, Oh God, you know, what am I gonna do with you? But then she sort of just pushes his hair back off yeah, his face yeah. mm. and that's actually a wonderful moment yeah um and then just sort of towards the end can I start giving spoilers now Kobe are we at that uh, point yet yeah I guess <laughs> <laughs> well I'm going for it you know this so. is about the aliens coming down <laughs> <laughs> yeah just at that end bit um but it's okay I won't give it away but I was watching an interview with um with the director Alexander Payne and he says that most Modern American or most American films climax with a with an act of violence, and he says what he likes about Nebraska and the screenplay, which was the first film he directed, which he didn't write, which is also quite interesting. Mm. Um, what he says about Nebraska is that it climaxes with an act of kindness. Lovely, <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I generally, I think there's something really like special. No, in you're, ba- you're bang right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that. So actually, for me. As, as a kind of, as a piece of art almost, you know, as a film is art, you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's a nice, it's, it's uplifting and mm. why not? Exactly. <laughs> Especially in the bloody current climate.
0: Isn't
3: oh it? yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Well, it's 2013, but still. Um, it, I, For me, he goes on a Woody. I was fascinated by the sort of journey that they take him on from sort of um, lovable old bloke to start with, who you were kind of laughing at, but laughing with, but yeah. then when he starts telling his son about how he didn't even want to have children and you know he starts to get quite unpleasant in the middle bits and you think, oh, actually, he's just a bit of a horrible old bastard. But then towards the end, you start to get your sympathy back for him as well. And then when him and his son get a lot closer as well, when people in his hometown start trying to take advantage of him and um, Ed Pegram. Ed Pegram, yeah starts trying to exploit him and um starts threatening them you see them grow closer together and that and it goes back to the kind of um feeling that you had at the start of the film of kind of being on his side and you know, i thought that was a really nice way to kind of track the character through the film
3: yes it's lovely and it's also it is really funny there's a bit quite early on where he loses his teeth <laughs> yeah and they have to go and find them by the railway tracks yeah and they sort of make a joke like hey, i found them and it's like no they're not mine and like well who whose teeth could they be and it's like, yeah not mine <laughs> so they're, it is genuinely really funny in um in quite a lot of places
0: they're scene where they're um in the family home and the camera is seeming that well they're shooting from the tv and they're all watching the telly and they're all talking about a football game from years ago or something and it's just proper sort of old boy, really slow back and forth about, oh, do you remember when Till scored that? No, I won him, I won him, it was like back and forth like that, really, really dull. And it took me ages to realise that the sun was right on the edge of the shot, just very slowly looking towards him in their most like withering sort of Tim <laughs> from the office type expression as they were going through this really, really boring retelling of a sports story from years ago. And that I, I, that just really tickled me as well. It's one of the many funny
1: moments in it. I think uh, it's interesting to talk about the scripts because I think he does, Alexander Penn writes scripts really well. He writes for people who, um, conversation I think is really good. Um, so I would like to know how much he maybe tweets with some of it or not, or if it was just as shot as written pretty much. Uh,
2: from, from the research I did, my notes, <laughs> here, we um, go. here we go. It it was the first one that he didn't write. Yeah. Um, so it was written, the screenplay was by Bob Nelson, who got um, who was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, this got nominated for six different Oscars yeah. and won
3: nothing. nothing. Yeah, it was quite a tough year, I think, that one.
2: It was up against like Dallas Buyers Club, and uh, is it 12 Years a Slave?
3: Uh, I think that was later, but um, yeah, I think it lost out to... If you say it's Dallas Buyers, then they picked up was, a lot of the acting. It was
2: 2014 um, in terms can't, of the Academy Awards. I can't remember. Um,
1: but the- Anyway, yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I've gone way off. It, it was it was nominated for six, but yeah, it was... Because Alexander Payne is from Nebraska, so Bob Nelson wrote the screenplay. He's from South Dakota, um, so it's in the same area. It's that kind of Midwest, uh, West region. And I think it was basically you know Payne doesn't normally uh work that way he normally writes his stuff himself mm. but i think it's like well you're the like you're the nebraska guy you know this this makes sense for you so they gave him the script and he looked at it and he really liked it so i don't think he really tweaked with it too much and i know that bruce stern saw the script and just thought this
1: is brilliant mm. i want to play this so i what's how much how much do you guys know of alexander Payne before coming into this film quite, Very quite little, a bit personally <laughs> let's I mean, go for the very little first
3: yeah <laughs> i mean it, we've got his films up on the screen so you might have uh come across a few of them
1: so citizen ruth not heard of election scene about smith sideways descendants nebraska down da- and downsizing oh, downsizing other films he's directed and has been involved in, in quite a few
3: movies. others but these are his main ones right. yeah
1: um so i i mean first one i saw is election i didn't Recognize it as Alexander Payne, but the first film that people said this is an Alexander Payne film to me, I've not seen about Smith, um, was Sideways. Have you not? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed Descendants, although I thought it's quite an odd kind of story, um, mm. but it's one of those films that kind of stuck with me a lot after I'd seen it. Uh, Downsizing is uh, a hot, terrible film. Yeah, I,
0: um, I didn't like that. Either. <laughs> did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I tried really hard. Like, I saw the trailer and I thought.
2: What that's a great the, idea! The, yeah, that, yeah. What a brilliant idea! Yeah, and then within about ten minutes, I thought, "Ah,
0: oh, how terribly
2: executed." <laughs> I, I haven't. I don't even know this film. What's ha- What's it about? Downsizing. it's, it's about moving house badly. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> so you would think. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's where he plays with you with the title, will? Ah, right. Um, so it's, it's a super short synopsis of another film. Yeah, it's not digress. So. Uh, yeah. Basically,
3: so, yeah. People are in the future. Where they're going to be shrunk to miniature size so that they take up less space
1: and save money on what well, save yep. on the environment yep. is the is the main reason for doing it but mm-hmm. also it's the fact that if you've got a hundred thousand uh, pounds as a full-size person when you scale down that's actually worth quite a lot of money so you can live quite like the life of larry uh, in the mansions and stuff so that's why most people downsize not for environmental reasons yeah ah, and it's so the premise good. is i think genuinely interesting mm. overall execution uh, no. Um, <laughs> back to that? nebraska yeah, well, yeah we did a, we did a digression on
3: yeah alexander i mean payne alexander payne looking at his films i'm quite a fan i mean i really like election mm. i think election is brilliant that's
1: matthew broderick and reese witherspoon it is it, yeah. yeah
3: that's I'll hilarious that after this it's it's really good <laughs> basically that and rushmore came out at the same time right. and um they they're similar but different films so i'd really recommend that uh about schmidt is jack nicholson um and June Squibb's in that as well. Okay. And that's kind of oh. a grumpy old man road movie. Um, I haven't seen that recently, but I remember watching it and enjoying it. Obviously, Sideways is fantastic. Classic. Yeah. And then I didn't really like The Descendants. I was, really, I was really disappointed at the fact that I was quite angry because <laughs> I'd enjoyed all of his films immensely up until that point. And I don't know, I don't think George Clooney was the right fit. And I didn't think the location worked for his style of filmmaking Hawaii. so much yeah i don't mm. think i think he's much better in small town america or kind of the landscape didn't quite work in the way that it does in sideways or in this and having listened to downsizing i'm, I'm not gonna bother with that one <laughs>
1: until someone suggests it for flicks watcher uh, yeah, yeah. Although,
3: and then i'll have to yeah <laughs> who are your
1: favorite who are your favorite ancillary characters outside of the family We Uh, talked about Bob Odenkirk, by the way, much.
0: No. Yeah, he was a. He was in it. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He was in it. He was the brother. Yeah, he was. He was a strange one because, um, I don't know. Like he he didn't have as big a role. He didn't have as big a role in his family as Will Forte. Mm. Um, and I sort of, he was much more blunt with his with his dad, especially with his. was, his
2: Was was Bob the
1: older brother? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's he's also a newsreader in it as well. So he's like the he's yes. the more successful of the brothers. Yeah. So. Uh, Will Forte works in a kind of uh, like, a, he's like a, in a sound shop. He sells speakers well, and stuff. Well, he works in Comet basically. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. The American version. Now yeah. defunct. Yeah. So, so he, I've got a question about him. Sorry, carry on, but okay. I'll, I'll just I'll just, get... just park it. Sorry. yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, my next point is not that great. So do you want to come to your question? No, no finish your point. Yeah. Okay. So my point was that <laughs> he, he plays the kind of the lesser successful of the two brothers. So it's kind of, you know, he's like, okay, dad, I'll, I'll drive you across to Nebraska. Um, but just, one thing about this what is very interesting is the Alexander Payne in this film there's lots of people that aren't actors so a lot okay. of the ancillary characters are farm are real farmers from Nebraska
0: that's interesting cuz we watched that and thought all the extras look really
2: weird (laughs) they're they're real people they're all proper Nebraskans or Nebraskites I don't know what that is the
3: guy who sits on front lawns and washes cars yeah Yeah.
2: those kind of characters and it's amazing because I think the way that they hired them is um, they put adverts out but then none of these like farmer guys are answering so they I I can't remember exactly but they basically got the sons and daughters to get the mums and dads to write in and then they they go in an audition Mm. so um, you know and as as I mentioned earlier, Alexander Payne is from Nebraska. And one thing I feel about this film is that it is kind of made from the heart of someone that loves. There's a bleakness to the Midwest as well, which is which is why I think it works in black and white, because it's it's kind of beautiful. But the Midwest as a place is actually quite bleak. Right. And um, just digressing a little bit. But I there was a, an old family friend of ours who's since passed on that. I grew up when I grew up, uh, you know, we knew him and he was from a place called Thief River Falls in Minnesota. (laughs) And I once asked him, I said to him, you know, basically about the Midwest, but it's about Minnesota, really. And I said, you know, I said, you know, what, what was it like sort of growing up in Minnesota? And he just went. Anybody that's any good leaves, and, <laughs> and I thought this was wonderful. And um, it's Elvis, yeah, it was Elvis. Um, yeah, no, but and and I and I just felt that there's um, Alexander Payne. You know, you can sort of get that feeling that he loves these characters and he loves this. You know, his home state, sure. and, and that comes across.
0: And I think that's great. Sort of, if you made a film about York,
2: yeah, if I made a film about
0: York. <laughs> just be lots of walls and narrow streets Um, so two points I have just thought of one Bob Odenkirk's um, news reading career uh, comes to a head in a a funny bit where he's there's a scrap outside a pub or something and he says mind my face oh yeah because he's on TV which reminded me of Alan Partridge a scene in Alan Partridge where he says not the face I've got a photo shoot for Vision Express <laughs> uh, just, just a, a side note uh, the other thing <laughs> is um, I might have missed this because um, I watched it quite late in the night but I might have missed this how I dare you how just do, so late sorry <laughs> yeah. um, how does Will forte's character to get the time off and
3: he just says that he's ill so basically uh, okay. the it's whole film's <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole the whole journey is only meant to take so long but because they have to keep him in overnight it kind of gets a bit extended mm, right and he's kind of like oh, yeah i just take sick today and we'll go basically i'll take the, the kind of the friday off we'll do it at the weekend pick it up on monday and we'll be back no one will really right notice i mean it's it's not really a major plot point but
2: no but it's interesting you mentioned this right because there is a bloke called Jerry Garrett and he's got a WordPress site and he plots down the route um and you can go on it it's, i'd i'd recommend you do and have a little read about it and he does the route from Billings Montana to um to Nebraska uh to, to Lincoln Nebraska uh, and but what i find really weird is he 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 plots it out and they go from Montana and then Wyoming, South Dakota, and then into Nebraska. And he points out on his WordPress site that this is not the most direct route. And but <laughs> But the bit which I find fascinating, and I love the guy for doing this, is that Hawthorne, Nebraska is not a real place. And Hawthorne is Woody's old town. So Billings, Montana is real. So that's the start of the journey. And then they go to this non-real fictional town in nebraska and then they end up in lincoln nebraska so i'm like how does he work out the route but he bases it on the four small towns that bob nelson and alexander payne decided that they would base hawthorne on so Mm. there's four real small towns and they're like well there's kind of an amalgamation of these and this is where they film certain scenes from uh, so uh, yeah so he's so worked out like
1: the, like the epicenter of those four towns it, exactly yeah. well
3: it's a running joke as well through the film is that everyone kind of asks how long did it take to drive here yes. as well exactly yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, so that's the kind of a, yeah the yeah. obsession with that which is uh, a nice recurring theme
1: yeah, I did really enjoy the cousins and they obviously they it came to a head where they tried to steal the letter yeah, the yeah. Million pound, yeah. Million dollar no letter gooders such idiots <laughs> <laughs> The time
3: for some scores welcome to the FlixWatcher watcher magical spreadsheet of dreams scoring system all That's of this
1: title.
3: <laughs> all, all of them are out of five you can have zero if you wish you can have a decimal place as
1: many decimal places as you wish and um
3: the <laughs> first up is the recommendability uh, how how likely are you to recommend this and we'll start with you will because this is your choice
0: five <laughs> um, no further comment required
2: <laughs> no I, I love this film it's fantastic so I'd recommend it um, to anyone that I thought would enjoy watching it yeah which is most people I'd hope
0: um, i go to be obtuse 4.8 don't feel obtuse <laughs> is a is wrong so way so
3: what's it why are you not gonna give it a 5 what does it drop the points uh, on um, point
0: just because i i think there would be i, I loved it think of me wrong and i love the kind of how like sort of relaxing and just nice it was but i feel like perhaps there might be the odd person who might not get it and mm. might find it a bit dull i can say if someone was to tell it say this that is, to me this
1: is an independent film so that's the thing exactly that's the kind yeah. of thing you get from people who are less cine literate and, will and it's in look, black and white and there's black, no yeah, violence exactly, yeah. and happily go to see the next transformers film yeah exactly so that's
0: the only reason i take two decimal points off it
1: no, but no, that no, said don't need to feel ashamed <laughs> helen bye
3: <Five. laughs> i love this so i really love it and um yeah if it's like been on your list of uh, films to see and you've not quite got there yet then you should definitely watch it
1: especially because it's on netflix yes mm-hmm. i'm gonna say 4.7 Ooh. and as helen knows my scoring system
3: has no logic re- recommendability
1: <laughs> goes from zero to zero, zero to back, to, to, the back
3: to the future yeah
1: <laughs> so I, it's not as recommendable as about the future and i think that's that's clear because literally everyone you can throw you can say what's about the future and everyone will love it yeah and um what else happens in this yeah, black and white aspects people wouldn't like it, and the slowness aspects, and also because I prefer sideways to this from Alexander Payne films. Right. So I'd put that at a higher score uh, over this. But there is know, a
2: color version of this film. No, <laughs> you can watch it if you want.
1: It's like the desaturated version of Logan. Although that's quite that might be quite interesting to see. But I still just think
3: just <laughs> yeah. you have done it. Just yeah, I've done it once. It's yeah. great. Um,
1: cool. So repeat viewing score, um, will it's just me. Um... I'll give it a four,
2: I think. Yeah, no, yeah, four it is. Because this
3: is sec second time, third time.
2: This is my second or third time I've seen it. So I've seen it in the cinema, wonderful, uh, and I've watched it one and a half times <laughs> since then. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give it a five because I've got other things to do. So uh, <laughs> stop lying. I'm not just gonna s- spend my life watching Nebraska. Although that wouldn't be. A bad thing to do <laughs> no. so yeah that's why it's a four
0: for me we'll go up to the weekend Will uh, watching Nebraska again <laughs> Chris uh, I would go just because I've only seen it once I would probably say five you know Ooh. Okay.
3: you'd watch it again then yeah
0: definitely yeah. I think it's a lovely and the point at which I will watch it again is a uh, Sunday afternoon probably 4.30 potential time in there as well (laughs) set your alarm clock Um,
3: maybe maybe with a glass of wine or definitely with a glass of
0: wine bowl of chips bowl chips yeah that's what they say
1: in america (laughs) oh is it we're talking
0: about film dude yeah sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry, Um, so what's your most um frequently watched film my most good
0: question my most frequently watched film um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm really on the spot and there's so much jack black in it probably um it's, it's that don't mo- make sense in this podcast it's mate mo- <laughs> no, but
1: it's, it's a subtle callback so more than likely it's going to be like an 80- a film you watch when you're growing up because oh, on tv all the
0: time i'll tell you exactly what it is mrs doubtfire <laughs> oh,
1: My word! <laughs> because
0: that is an absolute masterpiece <laughs> and I, I, will, I will hear nothing to the contrary <laughs>
1: When was the last time you watched
0: it? Though? Uh, probably about a year ago, actually. Oh really? Prepare, okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but were I to were <laughs> were I to be um, if I was if I was at home with my parents or something, and they'd say, "Right, you are going to watch a film. What do you want to watch?" It'd be Mrs.
2: Doubtfire. As simple as that.
3: <laughs> Will.
2: Mine's a bit more niche, not as a straight down line as you. Mine is Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Oh, of course it is. It's uh, has anyone else in this room watched it? No, 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 no. Okay, this is a brilliant film. Um, it is Chris Christopherson, who is probably the most uh, the most talented man ever, and um, right. it's got Bob Dylan in it, who's rubbish as an actor, quite good as a songwriter. Yeah. But no, it's it's Chris Christopherson, and um, I forget the other. The lead that's opposite him, the kid. Yeah, uh, yeah Chris Christopherson is the kid. Oh, and is then, he? Yeah, and okay. then Pat Garrett is played by. I literally no idea no, what. I
3: need a bit more by. than no, that. Yeah. He looking at me as if I'm going to know. <laughs> <You> <laughs> should
2: know this <laughs> anyway. Can we? Can we quickly do that thing with the internet? I, otherwise, I feel real bad. No to, one knows this. Do that thing. With the okay. Internet. Whilst, yeah.
1: whilst the internet's searching. Whilst internet searching, so uh,
2: Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. It's a fantastic <laughs> film. I was going to go talent score. I'm, yeah. I'm, okay. Not
0: interested in this film. What's the search and carry on with I'll your just synopsis? Give a quick synopsis of it.
2: Um, you know, Pat Garrett, um, Billy the Kid is the outlaw. Pat Garrett used to be an outlaw as well. Yeah. And he's brought in to become sheriff, and he's got one job, and it's to bring the kid in. And it's a dance to the death because you know that there's only one possible outcome. Is it on Netflix? I don't know.
0: All right, shut up then.
2: <laughs>
3: James Coburn That's James Pat Coburn yeah.
1: who's it directed
2: by
3: it's uh, Sam, Peckin... Sam, Sam Peckinpah Sam Peckinpah yeah
1: I, was, I heard his name recently I thought I, don't, I can't think of any film of his I've seen there's Straw... a lot of westerns and yeah. stuff
3: didn't he do Straw Dogs
1: did he do Straw Dogs not seen it though I think so
3: yeah. he was later later in his career
1: I love a of, Western. It's one of those things that I like with I didn't realise Sydney Lumet Sydney Lumet had been uh, director of so many films that I liked. So maybe uh,
3: Packer Power pack the Wild Bunch, uh Store Dogs, of. um yeah, lots of Westerns I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm not The a Getaway. Western, I'm not really
1: a Western. Which getaway?
3: The uh, one with um, the good one, with Steve McQueen. Okay. Not, yeah. not the Kim.
1: I've not
2: Bassinger seen that one. The Kim one. and The Wild Bunch. Sorry. Oh my <laughs> <just> God. <laughs> the Wild Bunch is also a fantastic film. And Pat Garrett and Billy Kidd, just going back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast, both Please. climax with acts of violence. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Which is what Alexander Payne didn't want to do with Nebraska. Yeah. Bring it right back round, Kobe, take it away. Well, well done. done, you. Helen, oh, what are we
3: doing? Yeah, repeat viewing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a four. I've, I've, I definitely, I definitely saw it at the cinema. Whether I've seen it since then, I'm not sure. I could have done, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd watch it again. But how often? Um, by the next couple of years. All right. I don't see it like next week. But um, i could quite happy if anyone had not seen it and suggested it. I'd be quite happy to sit there.
1: I'm going to go three point eight. Um, yeah, lovely film. Um, Again, probably watch Sideways over this If you're looking on the If, if it was a, one of those random DVDs That you get, uh, DVD box sets Which are two films by the same person <laughs> That aren't yeah, the I same, remember like, that back who's... to back mm. It's like Did you choose these two films? Okay, fine Yeah, yeah um, Like Blade 2 and, <laughs> <laughs> and Predators you know? Yeah, yeah Why is that a thing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it def- again definitely And I will watch it more than once but not straight away and we'll watch sideways more often than this ultimately small screen score i think i suspect it's going to lose some points here
3: mm, i'm well we shall see yes, but exactly. I, I think it, it kind of could go either way but um so really this is it's just, sometimes it's how you'd like to interpret it so it's basically how well is it suited to the, the Netflix viewing kind of settings um but also whether it loses anything by being in the small screen as opposed to the cinema setting as well
1: do you feel after watching it on the small screen that you feel that you missed out on not seeing it on a on a bigger screen in the cinema
3: put that into a number
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay oh that's me yeah um uh, it's definitely brilliant on a big screen Hmm. and it's one of those which like it's well worth seeing in the cinema because of these big great sweeping shots in nebraska but interpreting what you said so concisely um I'm, i'm gonna give it a four because i've watched it again recently one and a half times on a small screen and my laptop and it still works so yeah i'm a modern man I can watch things on a small screens. Is,
1: that, is that a definition of a modern man? I well, was... yeah.
2: The guy that just said Pat Garrett Billy the yes. like a western <laughs> from the 70s um, with Chris Christopherson was his most watched film. Um, yeah, four for me. Chris? Uh,
0: I wish I had seen it in the cinema when I watched it at home. Um, so I would say, I guess that means a lower score, yeah. right?
2: How big is your screen at home?
0: Um not that big, not big enough
1: okay so that way, <laughs> not, not I mean, big enough for nebraska yeah, yeah so just, what you want to do is go into will forte's store and say right i want a, i want a tv that's big enough for this film exactly yeah. that that yeah. we're in now yeah okay. if he's
0: not off sick um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i would go with a three then i suppose for that right. because it's still like i still thoroughly enjoyed it watching it on the tv so
2: yeah
3: Ellen. I'm also going to go for, I did really enjoy it in the cinema and it is nice to have had that experience but also I really enjoyed it in the small screen It it's translated quite well and because the story is a little bit slow and is a little bit dreamy um, you, in, there's nothing major big that happens that needs that big screen attention so if you haven't seen it at the cinema then don't worry, you can still enjoy it I think yeah. for what it sets out to be so a four, and also it's on Netflix so you, you can watch it
1: so this, yeah, the majority of the aceness of this film is the character studies between um, the two main people and, and when June's script comes into it. So that doesn't need the the big screen to make the most of it, but it is. it was nice to see it in the cinema. So that translates to 3.6. Nice. And the
3: last score is the engagement. So were you... Playing on your phone were you i don't
1: know were you like just in the moments every single second of the film
2: my phone was on airplane mode whilst i was watching this um because i read an article about it recently and it's meant to be bad for your brain so put your phone on airplane mode more often than not um but the engagement with this film five it's it's a great film that's yeah five
0: chris um less impassioned from me uh i would go four uh i i kind of i'd watched it late at night as i said so um i kind of was drifting in and out at certain points in the middle of it um that says more about me than the film i'm sure um but i I wasn't fully on it the whole time but for most of it helen 4.5.
3: uh, 4.5. Well, the first time round, I was completely ab- absorbed in it. Um, obviously, having seen it before, you know, kind of the, the key areas, and you know, it it kind of you can just sort of sit there and go with the flow a little bit because mm. it is a little bit slow. Um, you know, there's no explosions to jot you back up. But yeah, I mean, I just really like it. So, yeah, 4.5. 4. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: give it 4.1. I think it's really cool. Really cool film. It's slow, but the dialogue isn't subtle. I
3: mean, it's an hour and fifty-five minutes, yeah. and you know that's quite a long film, but it doesn't feel that long. So and you listen, know how I do.
1: Regular listeners of the of the show know that if Helen is not looking forward to a film, if it's anything over 88 minutes long, she will text me to tell me how long the film is <laughs> right. as an indicator that you're not happy.
3: It's <laughs> yeah. like a, it's a warning. <laughs> So, Creed
1: is two hours and 11 minutes long. <laughs> okay. Hope you're well.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, yeah, this is a dreamy hour and 55 minutes.
2: Yeah. Well, it's got a
1: great script.
3: Yes.
1: great film. Yeah, it's a good film. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good film. What did I say, 4.1? Yeah. yeah.
3: So that brings it to a very respectable 4.28. Yes. That's, very that's, so, that's very high score. That's very high score. So, um, yes, yeah, shall we see what the uh, world of Twitter has to say about Nebraska? So if you are following us on Twitter, please do join in the conversation. We'll put a little tweet out saying, we're reviewing whatever film. Have you seen it? We'd love to hear from you. And there'll be a little gif there as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um Will, would you like to read the uh, second one out for the this? The second
2: one? one, all right, yeah. All right, um, okay. <laughs> quite a lot of reading this one. <laughs> two hundred and eighty characters have been used here. Um This is from Cinematic Respect. Uh thanks for tweeting in. Uh four out of five stars. So what do we give it? Four point two. Yeah. So basically the same. Yeah. Beautifully black and white cinematography and wonderful performances underpin this story about the unspoken past. That's a theme we didn't really pick up on. Um, it's easy to appreciate June squib, but a career-defining effort by Bruce Dern and a remarkably staid Will Forte are a pleasure to watch as well. That's a pretty good review. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, nail that's
1: on the head. That's, that, that, steady, that. that's a sight and sound review, isn't it? Yeah, that's decent. That's not, that's not you. That's not your metro. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's, that's,
0: that's pretty respectable stuff.
1: Do you
0: want to take the next one? Uh, the first one. Sure. Uh, so this is from What Were They Thinking? which is at WWTT Podcast uh, and they've given it four stars and uh, much more succinctly put a lovely film highlighted by great performances from Dern, Squib, and especially Forte. Interesting that they've mm. majored on here. Especially him. Forte, yeah. Um, I think
1: Dern and Squibb are super, super... I would say they... I think stayed is a good word for... Yes, yeah, an excellent word for yeah. him, yeah. yeah. That's why he writes right for sight and sound. I, I think
2: Squib almost for me in this film sort of steals the show a bit. Mm. Gold, definitely. For me, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: Gold gold for squib, silver for Dern, bronze yeah. for Full Tales. And it's a close, it's still a record breaking silver. Oh place. yeah, it's a photo finish, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like that Jamaican relay side of a few years ago.
1: Go on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're all ears. <laughs>
2: you got Usain Bolt. Right. Yeah johan blake and asafa so powell and the other guy i can't remember his name yeah but they
1: don't cross the line at the same time
2: no but i mean come on those They're were all, like yeah. when they were up against the americans and our team and a few others uh, whoever you know that was Canada, japan yeah hmm. exactly do you not think
0: not, that's not good i'm not sure what it's an analogy yeah i think yeah. You, i think you've got the wrong end of the stick <laughs>
1: on that <laughs> what, what bullshit you <laughs> that? Exactly.
2: no 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 i, I don't think i have
0: Mean, maybe I, I, have, guess, yeah. I guess what
1: you mean is those guys in the same hundred-meter final together.
2: Yeah,
0: sorry. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry if they yeah. were racing
1: against each other. Right.
2: Yeah. right. Yeah. I, 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 the I said team. the great relay side because obviously they came together at the end of the games and yeah, like, well, of they'll win it all together because they all got gold there. But no, I appreciate that, and I hope that everyone listening at home or wherever you are um, did uh, on towards on the, the end. northern line. There we go. Yeah. End on a bang. <laughs> end on a bang. Yeah. <laughs> just, just June Squib was Oscar nominated at the age of eighty four for this.
1: Was she the oldest? Was that one of those things where she's the oldest Oscar nominee? It was her first nomination. Uh, that wasn't a question. I
2: know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the other thing I researched That's the bit that I researched because she was mainly a stage actress. So she'd never even that There may have that been film. an
3: older nominee, but, but she's she's one of the oldest. Yeah I've heard
1: that I've heard that um that statistic <sighs> about recently but I can't remember. It Maybe it was someone like Squirt.
3: someone like Christopher Lee or something It was the oldest at like a hundred and seven. Or maybe yeah. someone we don't know. We don't know. Anyway. So uh, she's probably in, like the top three. So uh, before you go, if you'd like to hear more kind of obscure sports references and <laughs> um, <laughs> where can we find you?
2: Well if you want to hear more obscure sports references, uh Talk Sport is where you can find me, <laughs> reading the news. Um yeah but also do please listen to the lords cricket podcast uh got some fantastic guests lined up for that a new series coming out in august time and i think there's going to be an eight episode series one-on-one interviews great performances from lords but also exploring people's career in a bit more in depth so, i
1: should say august 2018 just in case you're coming to this in the in the distant future yeah indeed
2: but, and if you are coming to it in the distant future, even better, because then hopefully that series will be there. Yeah. And you can just listen to all of them in one go. There we go. And your Twitter handle is? At um, Will Row 2. There we go. I'm not going to give the Lords one because I need a bit more love. Fair enough. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as someone who used to work with Will at Lord I can
0: vouch for the quality of the Lords podcast as well.
1: Why, why not just as a listener?
0: Uh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> because he's lying <laughs> okay as someone who used to work with Lords and a friend of his I'm obliged to vouch for the quality of the Lords podcast oh there you go uh, no it's very good um, I uh, yeah if you want to read sort of uh, opinions on how football's rubbish then follow me at Christy smith 27 uh, there's also bits and pieces about goldsmith university on there as well who's <laughs> keen on that oh Odds yeah absolutely about
1: where i work yeah exactly cool um that's it for now guys
3: yeah thanks so much for bringing nebraska to us and thanks yeah. for coming on
1: thanks for having us cheers Thank bye. You. Bye. bye
3: thanks for listening you can find all of the episodes on our website flixwatcher.tv want to give us your five-star review follow us at flixwatcher on twitter Big shout out to our editor, Brendan Russell, for all his awesome editing skills. And thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their tunes.